0: Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese Podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Oh, 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 yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite guilty pleasure with another episode of Firing Squad. This is the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. Joined, as always, the Wren to my Stimpy, Chad Sowash. <laughs> and today, we welcome to the Firing Squad's skill gigs, President of Digital, Brad Hill, Brad, welcome to the Firing Squad.
1: Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Hey, Chad.
0: Looking forward to it. Oh, glad to, glad to have you here, Brad. Brad listened to his first episode this morning over his Wheaties, so we're not sure how this is going to go for Brad. But Brad, Uh-oh. for our listeners, tell, tell us a little bit about Brad the person. What makes you tick?
1: What makes me tick? So uh, let's see. I'll make it in some, a couple of bullets. I feel like, um, you know, from a professional perspective, I'm a recovering corporate executive. Um, loving the world of startups today. Um, Shade Tree Mechanic, struggling to do that. Trying to improve my car karaoke capability um, and not doing a very good job of that. So, um, But, you know, from a standpoint of what makes me tick, um, in a sense, I love the passion about what we're doing in the industry. I love being able to construct and build things. I've always kind of thought that, you know, you've got a couple of options in a career and the more that you can basically be able to drive and build something and change and disrupt, I enjoy that piece of it i've got two wonderful boys i've got a big spread on them i got a 17 year old and a four-year-old Who?
0: <laughs> i feel you dog i feel you
1: <laughs> just praying my 17 year old doesn't make me a grandfather while i'm still got a teenager in the house so uh,
0: oh, uh good luck he on that one you will
1: yeah so um, i'm a uh, i'm a southerner born and bred in the state of mississippi but i've been in texas for 22 years so that's a little bit about me who
0: hails from tupelo mississippi your hometown
1: well, other than me, it would be Elvis. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's, he's, got, he's got the claim to that small town in North Mississippi for sure.
0: <laughs> and your and your favorite Elvis song is?
1: Uh, oh, gosh. Actually, that's a good one. Um, Suspicious Mind. Oh, that's Ooh. mine, too.
0: That's mine, too. Chad? Jailhouse Rock, oh, baby. Oh, so I like yeah. that one. I like old, that one, too. Old school, baby. All yeah. right. Enough of the uh, pleasantries, Chad. Tell him what he's won today. All yeah. right,
2: Brad. Well... Welcome to Firing Squad. At the sound of the bell, you're going to have two minutes to pitch skill gigs. At the end of two minutes, we're going to hit you with about 20 minutes of Q&A. Be sure to be concise or you're going to get those crickets, which means tighten up your game and move out swiftly. At the end of Q&A, you're going to receive either, big applause, Mm -hmm. it's raining skills. Hallelujah, it's raining skills. Woo, (laughs) baby. A golf clap. Yeah, there's a slight chance of scattered Benjamin showers, but the uh, forecast is is not so lucky. And last but not least, the Firing Squad. Oh. It's bone dry out there, baby. No cash showers happening on this one, but you need to get your ass back. The uh, drawing board and better luck next time. That's Firing Squad. Are you ready? Let's
1: do your it. two minutes starts right now. So uh, SkillGigs is an e-commerce style talent marketplace. So listen, our goal is to basically seamlessly connect healthcare professionals and IT professionals. We use AI to match those work opportunities. I think the most important thing is to understand what we're here to disrupt. We're really driving to disrupt the third-party agency business model. That business model ripe with inefficiencies and really designed to serve itself. I spent 25 years in that industry. Our main focus to be able to create transparency and empowerment between the buyers and the sellers. So if you think of a buyer as an employer, seller is talent. So we want to create, create a connection between the two that removes a lot of those middle layers. So arguably what we're saying is like no more recruiters, we're not a job board, and we're not a staffing company. If you think about, uh, you know, we are, you know, kind of from a job board perspective, we are the eBay to the flea market or the iPod to the Walkman when you think about that as a staffing organization. We want to basically converge the entire process of being able to connect with talent and basically empower that transparency between the two buyers and the sellers to connect. What does that mean? That means we're giving the talent an environment to have something that they've never had before, which is the freedom to be able to choose their pay rate, the freedom to be able to re-market themselves and no longer outsource their fate to a third party recruiter. From an employer perspective, bypassing that relationship with a third party agency allows you to have better cost controls, direct access to that talent and the ability to redeploy that talent. Now to a buyer and to an employer, from an e-commerce perspective, we offer a lot of discounts and incentives based on the hiring uh, consumption that they would have over the period of time that you're using the platform. But again, I think our biggest component is really the inventory and the talent that we bring into the marketplace. We're now laying them, enabling them to have direct access to a, a corporate recruiter or an employer, not a third-party agency. They are able to control their pay rate, they're able to control the ability to remarket themselves, And through our 3D resume, which is a patented component of our platform, it gives them a brand, a brand that they can build on over time. And if you think about this from an e-commerce perspective, they have a product. Their product is their talent.
0: All right, Brad, your two minutes is up. Thank you for your pitch. All right, let's talk about the name real quick. In in scheduling this, I think Chad went with skills gigs, skills gigs, skill gigs, it's a little confusing. Like talk yeah. about the genesis of the name, uh, skillsgigs.com. looks like no one's using it. Did you try to buy it? Like talk about the name.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we've been around about five years and one of the number one things that we wanted to promote in our marketplace was the skills of the talent, right? We're getting away from some of the abstract connection points and we're wanting to promote that person's talent through the skills that they have. So we really wanted to hone in on the term skill. Now in the last five years, you know we've seen the growth and the the, um, the expansion of the gig economy. I'd like to say being in the staffing industry for 25 years, it was the original gig economy. We just never claimed that terminology. The gig economy has kind of been associated to B2C as well as thinking about the 1099 worker today. But there is a huge population of workers out there that work contract to contract. And that's scenario that we wanted to basically take advantage of Kind of pulling those two terms together to say, we want to promote skills at at the main most component uh, part of your capability as a talent. And we want to basically take advantage of the the gig economy kind of terminology that's become very pervasive today.
0: A five-year-old company is owning the gig economy uh, acronym there, Chad. That's that's good. That's good. Uh, So – You've raised about $1.5 million, according to Crunchbase. You took a seed round. Uh, not a lot of money. You guys are mostly bootstrapped. Like, talk through that.
1: Yeah, so we've been bootstrapped since, since we kicked off about five years ago. What makes us unique, I think, and then think about a startup is kind of where we're at today. So our run rate is a little over $80 million currently today, and we're a profitable organization. So you think about a tech startup, which is really how we identify ourselves, we are a, staff, a software as a service kind of platform. Having an organization that is profitable, it's generating that level of run rate in five years, that's over 400% growth. So we're in a unique position to where we've got the stability, the product market fit between the buyer and the seller environment with our customers that we're working with today and the talent that's seeing this as an alternative that they've never had before to grow that part of our business but we also are in the process of raising really our first most significant round going into to next year. So we're looking for a significant raise. And a lot of this is just to take advantage of basically what we believe is a disruptive event in the marketplace, which is basically being able to tell employers don't call an agency, become your own agency, give them a platform to build their contingent workforce directly and to be able to redeploy their internal resources and their own talent pool if necessary. So our, pl- our system is complete end to end, almost think about a convergence of a BMS system and MSP system, as well as a job board all into one from the point of publishing a job in the marketplace, curation, hiring. And then basically what also makes us unique is we handle the EOR component. So we have the payroll link component at the back end of the process.
0: Sounds to me like he's ready to announce some sort of a series A round on the show, Chad. I don't know if. You're welcome to do so, Brad. If you'd like to, said
2: he has a run rate of eighty million. I don't know that he wants uh, anybody else in his pie. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> okay, so Brad, how big how big is the uh, is the staffing industry revenue wise?
1: The uh, uh, well, global TAM is about a half a billion, a half a trillion dollars, right? Five hundred okay. billion dollars yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, big question for me: when you know that the staffing industry is antiquated and Mm -hmm. they 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 need really a a new age operating system why go head-to-head and try to compete with them instead of just becoming their operating system because everything that you you've said thus far really meets a a head-to-head component as opposed to doing what indeed did to the job board industry is they came in and they and they now own it why are you going down the 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 go-to market that you are now versus being the operating system for the entire industry which is a much larger chunk, even though $80 is a lot, a much larger chunk?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Chad. And we get that from time to time, right? I mean, we can think about our technology as just basically a platform to utilize for staffing companies to basically aggregate talent. Um, I think the biggest driver for us and one of the unique components of our platform is the way you engage, right? We're we're envisioning a world to where employers and talent can connect seamlessly, but with the most important components that are to the talent, which is here, I have a job and this is what you're going to pay. So one of the pieces that's kind of a twist in the way our system works, kind of where this eBay component comes into play, is the way you bid talent. So our customers own their their bill rate. We don't tell them what they're going to bill. They basically are used. We use AI to curate and match that talent to their jobs. There's a skill density built into the job that they publish and a skill index that quantifies the skills of the talent. Once they bid that talent, the talent's going to receive the job on their mobile device as well as their pay rate. So if you think about in the world of digital or in healthcare, when the demand is high and supply is low, you have to promote something that's going to be the most important attribute to that talent. And that's one of those components, which now the talent is able to accept, deny, or they can actually rebid that. So we see this component that is bigger than just being able to provide the next generation AI platform to a staffing company to basically go out there and curate talent, and we also see a changing shift in the way corporate recruiting is starting to look. Corporate recruiting is starting to have to build elasticity in their workforce, not just through permanent hiring. They want they want more control of their contingent hiring capability. So we're basically allowing them to have the, have their platform to build that contingent workforce lower their total cost of acquisition because guys let's be Frank I think I worked in that industry I think maybe you guys worked in that industry the third-party staffing agents businesses does not care as much about the talent and the employers they do the profitability that they hold between it and so we are to move that layer to allow those two components to connect to pass along the value to the talent which is most important is I own my fate I own my pay rate and I own my ability to remarket myself I'm no longer outsourcing it to a third-party agency to an employer, I'm no longer outsourcing that to a third party agency as well, which basically is meaning that I'm having to work at their pace, their urgency. So one of the things that really we believe is a changing and a shift is that there's gonna be an award, and we've got customers today that look at it this way, is that I'm building my own contingent workforce in North America and globally on my terms and I'm lowering my cost of acquisition. So we're really trying to kind of go in there and create a place for this business model that doesn't exist. Okay, but there still is a third party. I mean, you get paid, right? We get paid. So the third party is the payrolling component. So our compensation, the way we make money is, subscriptively, you pay to access the platform. Based on your hiring and consumption that you would have as a buyer or an employer, you have a discounting program that comes along with the consumption that you hire, right? So the more people you hire, we apply discounts to your, your finalized rate that you would use to negotiate with the talent. We handle the EOR. So once everything is done, everything's negotiated. We don't be in the way the talent's negotiating with the buyer, the buyer's negotiating with the talent with our bidding functionality. Once they agree to work together, we step in and bring that contractor on board to SkillGigs as a, as a SkillGigs contractor for the length of the assignment.
2: Okay. Are you U.S. or are you actually working worldwide?
1: Our marketplace today, we have about 125,000 profiles in our marketplace today. Um, a large portion of that's going to be in North America, probably over 80%. We are starting to uh, proliferate into Asia and to other parts of the country, basically Central, South America, and, and Eastern Europe. And one of the cool things about that is just when I add to that, it's like, you know, me coming from the IT staffing outsourcing world, if you wanted to access, talent abroad. You had to probably either build brick and mortar there or go through an outsourcing relationship. We're now allowing companies to be able to staff AUG out of India from North America. COVID changed everything, guys. You know that. We went from a, It went from an employer market to an employee market. It went from an experiment of working from home to the point to where India had to change the way their business, their model worked in, North, in that country to allow people to work from home. We're taking advantage of that, enabling people to hire talent in India to do staff Aug work here for contingent labor in North America.
0: You've talked a lot about uh, staffing firms. My initial thought in terms of your competition was, you know, Upwork, Fiverr, those guys. Where do you consider them in the competitive landscape?
1: That's a great question. So I think competitively, we're similar because we're a marketplace business. They're a marketplace, we're a marketplace. We don't see them as a direct competitor because they're focusing on micro projects and 1099 workers. I believe there's a gap in that they would struggle to bring to the enterprise because enterprises have more need to basically extend their staff through utilizing contingent labor that doesn't come with the risk of employee misclassification. We're watching legislation right now happen in real time in the world of the gig economy around employee misclassification. If you're a traditional enterprise and you need a contractor for six month time and materials underneath your management, you cannot use a 1099 worker. You're going to misclassify them immediately and create exposure for you. So we focus more on the component of the worker that is going to be looking for that contract position. It could be a contract to hire position as well. It enables them to pick up that contract work, build that contingent workforce for an employer and do it directly.
0: You really just sound like a staffing firm. Am I like you might have some different tech and you throw out AI, but essentially you're calling on employers to fill fill spots. You have a database of one hundred seventy five thousand workers that you're placing in there. But then then you let go. Is that where you stop being a staffing firm? I guess. Are you a hybrid? Like where do you fit in the ecosystem?
1: Yeah, so I think the closest thing that makes us look similar to a staffing company is that we handle the payrolling and the EOR at the end of the negotiation process, which is basically what a staffing company does. What we don't have is recruiters. So let's talk about how we build our technology, how we build our marketplace. We use traditional B2C ad campaigns and marketing to basically bring talent into the marketplace and build a profile. We also have a, a three-to-one ratio of referrals. So for every one person that signs up, they bring three people with them into the marketplace. Talent is—it's free to be in our marketplace and to build their brand. From there, what makes us also vastly different is we don't handle any of the connection between the buyer and the seller. The technology is doing all of that for it. So if you think about no, no different than the way Uber disrupted the ride-sharing business or the way. Airbnb disrupted the travel agents business. So we took the middle layers out. We replaced it with technology. We put it in the hands of the users.
0: Okay. Talk to me about uh, acquiring talent. Like, for example, I went to Google and searched nursing jobs. I didn't see you guys there. Like, what what's the marketing strategy? And are you doing the same with employers or are you calling them directly?
1: Great question. So on the B2C side, uh, we basically have three or four different means that we would go about doing it. We, of course, we do Google SEO for travel nursing and et cetera, instagram facebook or the two other very large areas that we use for marketing as well again we also promote a lot of referral business into the marketplace as well we want that network effect is really starting to take hold we're bringing in between 4 and 6000 new members every month into the marketplace off of those three areas that we have We've experimented with some other, you know, more creative things, Joel, like sponsoring esports events to kind of generate people that want to be in the marketplace as well. We're going to be hosting hackathons as well to kind of promote opportunity for people that are IT professionals for that, for example, that would want to be in the marketplace. And we also have a proprietary team and a technology we call Skills Radar that we can do spot inventory management. So we're as an e-commerce business, we're in the supply chain business buyers and sellers. And so we have to constantly be able to manage inventory against the way our cut buyers are actually uh, hiring that inventory. And so we can go into that and kind of spot manage inventory and target skills, whether it's an RN or whether it's a, you know, a MERN developer or a full stack developer to make sure we're managing that. On the B2B side, It's been a little grassroots the last couple of years. Part of our raise that we're looking to do next year is to basically really pump a lot of B2B marketing into the marketplace. Traditionally, like any other organization, we have a sales team that's focusing in on demoing the product and then obviously selling the subscription access to the technology through a user license model.
0: What's up, guys? I got a question for you. What happens when you bring the power of AI to programmatic advertising? Well, game-changing efficiency, of course. What does that mean to you? Improved conversion rates, reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters, reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing HireMaster.ai. HireMaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. Hiremaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today, learn more, and start your trial? by visiting HireMaster.ai now. That's H-I-R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R.ai.
2: You take a look at the technology. You don't have any recruiters. That's where most of the money's spent on, on the staffing side of the house, right? So when you take a look at that, obviously the margins are going to be much, much larger, but you're probably not going at 15 to 20%. So where are you usually hitting? What's your your main margin point that you're trying to target?
1: Yeah, so... Main margin formatronic card is somewhere between uh, 20 and 25% on margin. Now, one of the things to think about having worked for two of the largest global staffing companies in the world, um, let's break this down even more. For every billion dollars they generate, it takes about six to 700 people to produce it. So we believe we can go generate that same amount of value with half as many people. Because you just made a comment, Chad. In the staffing industry, when you want to go bring customers and talent in, what do you do? You throw bodies at it. I go hire another salesperson to get a rec. I go hire another recruiter to find a resume.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we don't have to basically make that same investment to generate the, the income that we're looking for in the marketplace. Also, uniquely, it's subscriptive, right? So we have subscriptive revenue because to access the technology from a buyer perspective, you pay to access it, and you basically will receive consumptive benefits in rebates, discounts on your hiring over time. You keep your discount, by the way, as long as you're subscribing. Our discounts for our largest enterprise buyers are 15%, right? So if I'm a buyer, I'm a CIO, I'm an administrator, I'm like, you're gonna tell me I can lower my cost of acquisition over hiring, say, my first 15 people, which the cost savings pays for our technology, and I can keep that discount as long as I keep using the system, along with our percentage rebates that we offer them every, every year. Another cool thing that we do is you can publish a permanent job in our marketplace. You can if you choose to. Um, we look at that as a something similar to a restocking fee. We charge a low flat rate if you hire t- full-time out of our marketplace. and That low flat rate is not a percentage of the first year's salary, it allows me to basically use the B2C dollars I need to go replace that person that you just took out of the marketplace.
2: So, talk to me about partnerships. How are you, other than other than you know Google SEO, SEM? How are you driving candidates through partnerships? Not to mention, how are you driving sales through partnerships?
1: Yeah. So, on the candidate side, we're exploring some new things currently as we speak with allowing um, companies that may be holding. Let's say, for example, there's companies that hold H one B visas for a lot of their employees. We're allowing them to be in the marketplace through a corporate to corp relationship with us to be able to help bring in a vetted talent in the marketplace that can be utilized by our buyers. So that's one area that we're exploring some partnerships that we can do to help drive basically the growth of the talent marketplace itself. On the outbound side, on the B2B side, we're really starting to explore what those new partnerships look at. We're talking to other companies that are in in the industry and talent marketplace businesses that are kind of peripheral to our skill set categories as partnerships. One of the other areas that we're really excited about is the systems integrating world for the digital side. Systems integrators are some of the biggest buyers of IT staffing. And so their relationship with us to be able to utilize our technology to directly source talent, not indirectly do it through a staffing agency, lowers their cost of acquisition It actually increases their margins. We also give them the ability to talent pool their, their headcount in our marketplace to help reduce their overall cost of their bench that they're utilizing on a regular basis.
0: What the hell is a 3D resume?
1: Great question. So... <laughs> One of the things, Joel, that we want to do is that that 2D resume that could be five pages long that a recruiter or someone has to go through, we wanted to eliminate that. So we patented this technology, which allows someone to come into the profile, build a profile for free, and we basically take each one of their jobs that they've done and we ask them to wait and build an index and an indices against all the skills that they've used across all those jobs. We didn't create a three-dimensional picture, a three-dimensional visual of that. So if you're a recruiter or a hiring manager, you're going to see two big things. As soon as you look at their profile, you're going to see basically a three-dimensional view of all the skills in and index that are, most, that are most prevalent for that particular talent. And we're going to break that down into industry density. So what we're saying is you can review someone's capability with our 3D resume in less than 15 seconds versus going, getting a, a highlighter and a pen and looking at your job and going through and highlighting a bunch of text. That enables us to also do another thing that's very important in the algorithm. That index that they, they build on a thousand-point basis is what we run the algorithms against the skill density of the job that the employer is publishing. That weighting system is what drives the curation. Just like any other e-commerce business, the more you buy, we start to see elements that are creating the interview process and the hiring process, and we continue to build a proprietary algorithm for that particular buyer. And we also match bidirectionally. So the buyers get matched through the system based on their published jobs, and then the talent get matched to jobs based on their skill sets being in the marketplace. The last thing I'll mention on the 3D resume is the productization of it. If you're a talent, and let's say you're a technical talent, you might've been a, You know, a project manager, an architect, a web developer, we allow them to create multiple products. We call it a skill listing. So you can create multiple products off your skills that you've collected over your career and use those to promote in our marketplace. So you may have multiple profiles. You may say, I'm open to doing a project manager job, but I'll also take a scrum manager job position. I create two products. I put them into the marketplace and allow the buyers to be able to curate to them. In
0: one of your promotional uh, videos, you claim to be the world's biggest self-sourcing talent marketplace. What does that mean, self-sourcing talent marketplace?
1: That's a great question. So we hear the term direct sourcing a lot, right? It's kind of becoming something more commonplace. Um, we look at that the lens of more of an active sourcing to where we're truly empowering the buyer and the seller to basically self-source together, to basically have direct access, removing all those elements. And again, the biggest twist, the most unique component of our marketplace, which makes us different, is the bidding functionality. Um, So we watch competitors all the day, all the time, we're watching the way platforms are being developed, we're looking at the way the talent markets are being developed. There is not another technology out there that provides full self-service, bidirectionally that's allowing a bidding process to happen in order to create that connection. So we allow the buyers to control their hard dollar costs. We allow the talent to control their pay rate. Once they basically agree on that, it's based, it's, after that, it's an interview. Are we a good match. We take all the pricing ambiguity out up front. That's what makes us unique, which makes us, even though our size today, we, we have not seen another competitor out there. That's truly creating that level of self-service between a buyer and a seller.
2: Talk to me about threats. Who 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 are your threats that are out there? Other than the, the
1: old lumbering staffing organizations. Yeah. So we get investors ask us this question a lot, Chad. So it's a good question. So you 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 named one that kind come, of comes up a lot. What about the big five, right? I won't name them. We all know who they are. Are they not going to go build this? Or are they not a threat to this business model? And my answer is having worked for two of them, is that their ability to pivot against the Titanic that they've built is, is, is a challenge in the, the day. Can they buy their way into a marketplace like this or buy a system like this? And it also is going to mean that I'm going to have to basically say no more recruiters, no more salespeople in my organization. So it's almost as if there's a blockbuster Netflix effect there right those big guys are blockbuster and and we're the netflix and we all know the story blockbuster could have bought netflix for 50 million dollars and they said no right so those big agencies they're going to find ways to use technology to accentuate their business model they're not going to change it so um, the other threats are going to be i think the you may you mentioned two other marketplaces out there that are predominantly 1099 when we start to see more legislation that's starting to come down for the gig economy, they're going to have to pivot their business. Today, they don't handle EOR; we handle EOR in house. They outsource that to another third party if you want to do it. They make their money off of microtransactions. Their average their average invoice per per uh, buyer is about five thousand a month. Ours is much larger than that, so our threat's going to be the legislation coming down causing the larger marketplaces that are doing predominant 1099. Two of those big ones are public. They have a lot of funding to start pivoting towards how do we take our business to the enterprise in a way that's going to allow us to operate probably much more similar to the way we operate today, which is the reason why we're wanting to raise money so we can get out in front of this this anticipated change probably happening in the next 24 to 36 months.
2: Okay, so do me a favor and list out your, your total addressable market. What are the, the different uh, industries that you're hitting? Industry, tech, uh, what, what are you covering right now?
1: Yeah, so um, our categories are healthcare and digital today. So we have two direct marketplaces. Um, I would say the total addressable marketplace, the, the size of that North America is about $180 billion total addressable market size. We're obviously trying to go after somewhere between 3 you know, to 10% of that um, to basically kind of continue our growth. We are thinking about also other categories. So SkillGigs is um, going to be a multi-category marketplace business model. Healthcare, digital, we're looking at finance and accounting, and we're looking at some other marketplaces as well as sales and marketing. This allows companies that are, that are early adopters to this business model that are willing to empower their corporate recruiters to build their contingent workforce through our technology, the ability to add more categories. Of course, IT and f a are very close to each other. Healthcare, we're very focused on the clinician side, but there's also an IT component to the healthcare world too as well. So we see that kind of helping us provide us a diversity into it. There's a lot of companies out there that will just be to kind of be one specific, specific category, We see at least three categories over the next 36 months.
0: Chad, this sounds really expensive. Brad, you you mentioned subscription model, but let's (laughs) dig into that. What can a company typically expect to pay for your service?
1: Well, that's a great question. So we have three plans that we look at, and what we look at this from, there's three enterprise plan and what we call a recruit pro plan. Recruit pro plan is going to be for a small, medium business, Um, And it's our most affordable uh, subscription that we have. It's two licenses, $12,000 a year. Okay. That comes with um, our standard uh, uh, fee structures, our standard, uh, what we call bring your own contractor uh, rebates, which is basically allow you to payroll through our technology, as well as our standard uh, fixed fees for permanent hiring. When you move up the scale, we have three enterprise plans based on hiring volume. So, whether this is hiring spend contingently or non contingently, or actually headcount spend, we basically increase that. So, it'll go all the way up to $120,000 a year. That's for our largest plan. So, it's $10,000 a month, $120,000 a year. You get three discounts five ten and 15%. You get a 1% rebate. You get a fixed monthly cost structure at $4,000 for every person you hire permanently. And the cool thing about this is because we already take 30 to 40 points of cost out before you hit a discount because we removed all those layers from the buying process. Our tech, What we're seeing is it takes three hires in our marketplace to cover 100% of the capital cost of that investment on the technology.
0: And be on the lookout for a Groupon for the holiday season, <laughs> everybody. All right, Chad, you know what the bell means, Brad. I don't know if you know what it means, but it's time to face the firing squad, my friend. Are you ready? I'm ready,
1: man. Let's yeah, go,
2: Chad. Let, let me snuggle up to this microphone here real quick. Okay, so so Brad, one, I think one of the most important things for any organization is experience. And you and Kashif have, have a great experience, uh, leadership in the space, Pretty awesome to see you guys come in and really shake things up. Timing, I think it's perfect timing. Uh, there's no question to be able to challenge the big names out there. You have to do it with a model that is is entirely different. Like you said, you have to you have to be the Netflix. You have to be mailing disks and then and then being being online. The taxi to Uber, the flea market to eBay is, is all great examples. Margins. Being able to cut headcount, to be able to scale. This is something that Joel and I talk about every single week on the show is how do we use tech to better scale, to be able to increase margins, efficiencies, and those types of things. Go to market, I think there's some opportunities there, but I, the, the biggest thing for me is I believe that uh, you have a proven model. You have revenues, you have, uh, you have a portfolio of clients. You could be the operating system for the staffing organization. Again, think indeed what they were to job boards back 15 years ago uh that's really my my biggest dig on you guys is that i think that now that you have a proven model you can take that and you can go and shoot for this for the stars but to be quite frank man i I love what you're doing you're taking an old slow titanic industry and you're you're adding a speedboat into it it's a big applause for me
1: Oh, thank you
0: man no 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 brad you don't talk yet (laughs) <laughs> I know. I know it's your it's your thing, man. You like you like to do the thing, but it's not your turn yet. OK. All right. It's my turn now, Brad. There's a great line in the movie, Jerry Maguire, uh, where Jerry is talking to, to Rod Tidwell. I'm assuming a lot of our listeners know this movie and they're walking out from a game and 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 Rod asks Jerry why he's not at home with his wife and Jerry answers. And he says, well, it's an answer. And Rod says, basically, it's not sexy but it's an answer that's what i kept thinking through your whole pitch like none of this is sexy unless profits <laughs> are sexy <laughs> like I- i'll echo everything chad said you guys are a well manicured machine you're going to raise a series a uh you're profitable you're going to grow into new markets uh healthcare and tech are only going to be uh you know tech maybe with layoffs is interesting nurses leaving healthcare is interesting but you guys sound like you're diversifying into new markets if i could create a new grade where the crickets uh are are in with the applause i would do that but since <laughs> i can't this business as boring as it is for those that typically come on the firing squad is a big applause i think That's i think right. it's sexy brad i think yeah. it's sexy I'm a big fan of making money. It's not <laughs> sexy, but it's an answer.
1: I like to call it new hotness. A lot of Brad, our customers-
0: firing squad's over, man. You don't okay. have to pitch anymore. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. Say, save your 3D resume, your AI, your, uh, your self-sourcing marketplace you can for another right. day. Chad, for us, it's another firing squad in the can. We out. We out. This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Cheese podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com.